Well, to start our brand new series about Talking Points, the perfect blend of politics and religion, I'd like to introduce you, ladies and gentlemen, the lead pastor of Lake Point Church, Scott Blanchard. Thank you for that introduction and taking care of me there. Uh, we actually have, where's my friend, Chelsea? Chelsea, where are you? There she is. Chelsea, it, Chelsea's in the Secret Service, so this is her job up here. And, uh, and uh, so she got a day off today, so she's been busy, right? Right. And so anyway, we're glad to have you all here. And uh, so welcome to Late Point Church, and um, and uh, so good to see many of you here with us. Some of you just might be your first time with us. And uh, we're, we're so excited that you're here and honored that you're here. Uh, look around in the chair. There should be a connection card. And uh, we'd just like to connect with you. You can drop down one of our baskets, offering baskets throughout the building. And, um, and you just let us know about your visit with us. We send something in the mail, um, like a free gift card to a, to a coffee shop. And uh, thank you for coming. So if you're first time, this is your opportunity to get that. So uh, fill that out. And then um, if you're watching online, we're, we're so glad that you're with us and uh, watching us wherever uh, you may be this morning. Um, and if, uh, you know, coming up real quick before we jump into the message today, um, you'll, you'll also notice on the chairs uh, is a card that talks about the Thanksgiving food drive. And that's coming up in, uh, in, in a month, one month from now. And uh, we're, we're, we're raising our goal. Uh, normally we feed like 250 families. Uh, I think last year we did like 270, you know, 270 families in Mount Clemens. Uh, we're gonna triple that goal this year. That's what we're aiming for. That's what we're praying for. And this year we've got several churches involved and uh, we're, we're making it more of a joint effort to really uh, make a major impact in Mount Clemens. And uh, we've got um, a couple of cool things in the works. Uh, we've got a nonprofit that uh, wants to do a match. And so uh, for, for $30, um, you can, that takes care of two meals and, um, for, for two families. And um, so that's an awesome opportunity. So if you, if you give 15, it matches 15 with the nonprofit that we're uh, connected with that wants to be a part of this. So a great partner and, um, and uh, all that great stuff. And so, or you can bring food. You can simply bring like we've done in the past. If you want to bring cans of goods and different stuff, that's kind of a, a list of items. You can bring it week to week. You can bring it all at once, however you want to roll. And, um, just don't bring the turkey too early. You know, bring the turkey, you know, later um, at the last Sunday. So if you bring a turkey, bring it on the last Sunday, and that way we can um, transport it uh, to Mount Clemens the next day. The distribution is the Monday on the, the Monday right before Thanksgiving. And so that's coming up. Really excited. It's always been a great uh, project to be able to do that and um, and do what you can uh, to be involved um, in different ways. Well, we are kicking off a brand new series called Talking Points. Talking Points. We want to find, <laughs> I don't know if it's possible, but we're going to find the perfect blend uh, between politics and religion. 
and, um, and, and, and we are going to deal with this for the next few weeks. Let me, let me ask a question as we get started this morning. How many of you are aware that there is an upcoming election? All right, all right, we've seen it, okay, all right, good, good. Uh, we are swamped, right? We are swamped with all sorts of messages, and, and obviously this is a very important time for our country, um, a very important time for our, our, our community uh, all, around the, all around our nation. And a lot of people, a lot of people are excited about this. Uh, a lot of people are afraid and, and, and there's some people, they're packing their bags, right? They're ready to leave. They're ready to get out of here and go somewhere else. And, uh, and so there's obviously um, attention uh, going around here, attention. And, and what I want to do is, as a church, how can we respond as followers of Christ? How do we respond? How to be involved? How to be engaged? Uh, in the way that reflect Jesus. And, um, and so we're going to be kind of talking about this for the next few weeks and uh, several different talking points, um, as you will, for the next few weeks. Today, I want to look at the reality that we're actually called from a heavenly nation to be a representative here on this earth. It's so very important. Let me, let me ask you this question. Are you willing to put your faith filter, are you willing to put your faith filter ahead of your political filter? The question, I want you to think about that. In other words, let me say this. Will you be a Christ follower first and a Republican or a Democrat or anywhere in between second? Christ follower first, and your political parties, number two. I love what a pastor said, Dr. Tony Evans. He said, Jesus didn't come to this earth to take sides. He came to take over. He came to take over. And Jesus, he come, oh, by the way, when the, the Jewish people were looking at Jesus as, hey, what side are you on? And Jesus didn't come with that mentality. He came to, in fact, he came to take it to a whole nother level. He introduced us to the kingdom of God. And, and that was mind-blowing. That was mind-blowing because the, the disciples, the followers, they didn't think about that. They're thinking about him being a political savior. Jesus comes in talking about the kingdom of God, a kingdom that is always at some level at odds with the political parties of this world. So let's talk about in this series how our faith intersects our politics. And let's talk about our role in our country in the kingdom of God. And as we get going here, let me say this. I believe that we live in the greatest country in the world. I believe that. I grew up loving our country. I grew up, you know, being thankful for the freedom that we have. I grew up, you know, with fireworks. I mean, 4th of July with the fireworks holidays. I mean, 
You know, we would go uh, get fireworks. My dad would take my two brothers, and uh, we, we, we loaded up, and then he would always tell us, don't tell mom. And we would, we, would, we would pile up the fireworks. Adam, you know what I'm talking about. We would pile up the fireworks, and, man, it was, hey, we were going to blow up the sky. I mean, we, we love our freedom that we have. And I'm, I'm amazed at all the freedom that we have. I'm thankful for our veterans, for those who have served. I'm honored for those who have put their life on the line, for those who actually did lose their lives for us to have the freedom that we have. Our freedom is something that we should never, ever take for granted. The reality is that we get to be in a place where even what I'm doing right now, the freedom of speech, and we get to do this, the freedom of worship, it's something that in some parts of the world, I would be arrested for, and if you wanted to have church, you would have to go hide and be underground. But we have that freedom. Think about all the opportunities we have. You can start a business. You, you can create wealth. You can make a difference. Uh, if you're a family, you, you can have as many kids as you want. In some countries, you can't even do that. I'm thankful for the country I live in. But America is not the promised land. Let me say it again. America is not God's only or chosen people. Now, I need to say this. It is extremely arrogant, small-minded, self-centered to think that God's world revolves around us. In fact, God's world is much bigger than ours, and we are not the center of the universe. Because the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And why we're proud to be Americans, for those who are followers of Christ, we need to recognize that we have a deeper, an even deeper loyalty and a higher calling while we may be grateful for the freedom of speech, our highest calling is not to just defend our freedom of speech, but to help people find freedom in Christ. And we're here to embrace that reality. That's what our highest calling is. And what I want to do is talk about how we as individuals start to make a difference in a world that needs a lot of hope. That needs a lot of help. And if you're a follower of Jesus, if you're taking notes, let me give you the big thought here. We are not just Americans, but we are ambassadors from heaven. In other words, you actually come from a heavenly nation. Uh, and some of you might be like, okay, what in the world is an ambassador from heaven? What are, what are we getting that idea from? And the Bible says, the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, look at verse number 20. He said, we are therefore Christ ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. Let me, let's talk about an ambassador for just a minute. What is an ambassador? 
Well, it's the highest ranking diplomat sent as a representative from one nation to another. It's the highest ranking diplomat sent as a representative from one nation to another. Where are we from? Well, we're from the United States. But if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you and I are actually from a heavenly nation. So if you're a Christ follower, you're an ambassador. You, you are the highest ranking diplomat sent by God from heaven to earth. I want you to say that with me. Everyone say it with me. I am an ambassador. All right, not bad, not bad. All right, I am an ambassador, repeat after me, sent by God, sent by God. From, heaven to earth. from heaven to earth. Say it again. I am an ambassador, sent by God, from heaven to earth. And if you're a follower of Jesus, you're the highest ranking diplomat. You are the representative of a heavenly nation. We are here to show the love of God in the world, and we have a mission sent by God. And, and, and we should have a daily briefing with God himself by spending time in his word. And it helps us to be prepared to be ambassadors, to represent Christ in this world that we're living in. The Bible says, well, I, you know, we've seen this several times and several things, but, you know, there's a song that I I uh, grew up listening, but Asana simply said this, that we are pilgrims traveling through this land. We are just pilgrims. This is not our final home. We're just passing through. We are ambassadors while we're here. Now, let me give you three thoughts about your mission as an ambassador of Jesus Christ, if you're taking note. Number one, as an ambassador, you're not elected by people, but you're chosen and appointed by God. You are you're chosen, you're appointed by God. And that's good news. You're not elected by people. You're not voted into the ambassador of Christ. You are chosen and appointed by God. This is what Jesus said in John 15. He said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you may argue with people about politics on social media. <laughs> I don't think that's there, right? I don't know. He said, he said, I chose you and appointed you so that you might go bear fruit. Fruit that will last. What are the fruits? These are the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Jesus said, I chose you to go. I appoint you to be my ambassador, to show my fruit, to show my love to this world. You are not elected by people. You are chosen and appointed by God. And every single day you wake up, with a divine mission to represent heaven on this earth. By the way, your spiritual enemy, he, he's always reminding you that you're a terrible, terrible ambassador, that you failed, 
that mission is never going to be accomplished because you're a failure. He'll always remind you. He'll always say, man, who do you think you are? You call yourself an ambassador, really? You know, that fight that you had on your way to church? Come on now. You're not doing a very good job with it. You know that word that you said yesterday? Uh-uh, you're terrible. You know, you, you, you don't know your Bible enough. You can never be an ambassador. And God said, no, no, no. You are my chosen representative, and you've been appointed by me to represent me in this world. You're not just an ordinary representative in this world. You're not just a regular Christian. You are an ambassador of the most high God. Your only power is not to vote one time every four years. You have the same power and the same spirit that raises Christ from the dead, dwelling and living inside of you. You've got power as an ambassador of Christ, divine power to make a difference in this world. And so you are not elected or chosen by people as an ambassador of Christ. You are appointed by our God. That's great news. Number two, if you're taking notes, you're not a regular person. As an ambassador of God, an ambassador of Christ, you're not a regular person. You're a royal priest of God. Uh, some of you say, all right, God, I get the ambassador thing, but priest? I mean, what, what's up here? I mean, did I stumble into a Catholic church or some Orthodox church? I mean, what are we talking about? A priest. I want you to work with me, okay? Work with me. Uh, uh, the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, he said, Peter wrote this. He said, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You are God's special possession. Why? That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. What are you? You're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a royal priesthood. Let's talk about that for just a minute. Um, now, this coming Saturday, October 31st, is a very important holo uh, holiday, and it's not about Halloween. All right? Some of you might think that's what it is, but not. October 31st, 1517, a man named Martin Luther, um, he defected from the Catholic Church. He was a monk. And, and realized that I've been open, as he studied the scriptures, that I've been open that faith doesn't, you know, that his salvation doesn't come by works, but salvation comes by faith and faith alone in Christ. And he started to see that. And he wrote on a piece of paper um, 95 statements, he called it 95 theses of errors of the Catholic Church. And, and he couldn't put it on social media back then, so he did the next best thing, and that was to nail it on the door of a church in the city of, in a little village called Wittenberg, German, Germany. And he hanged out those 95 statements. And by the way, you said, man, why would you do that to a church door? Because that was the most prominent public space in a village. And if you wanted something to be announced, that's where you go. That was, you know, the Facebook wall back then, okay? That's how you got the information out, okay? And, and he nailed 95 theses, and when he did this, this was known as the knock that was heard around the world. 
what Luther did was basically confronted all the corruption of the, of the church. And, and one of the things that he did uh, was talk about the, the priesthood of the believers, the priesthood of all the believers. He taught, and Martin Luther taught, and he believed that the word priest should be, should be just as common as the word Christian. In other words, if you're a follower of Christ, what are you? Martin Luther said, you're a Christian, a priest of the most high God. He said, no longer do you need to go to a priest to get access to God. The Bible said that you have the power to go to God yourself. You don't have to go through a mediator, a human mediator, you don't have to go through a priest. He said, as followers of Christ, we become our own priests. And we can go to God. We have access to him. You don't have to be ordained by man to be chosen by God. You're a priest of the most high God. And that's what I hope you see yourself as. I hope you see yourself as a priest. Or, or you can pick your term a pastor, or a minister, a spiritual influencer. We talked about that last week. Just because I'm Pastor Scott, it, it doesn't mean that I have any more power to make a difference in this world than you do. Just because you work somewhere outside of the church building, I don't have any more special power than you. You have the same power. You have the same asset to make a difference, just as I do. You are a spiritual influencer. And the problem is, many of you don't believe this. You, you don't believe this about yourself. Uh, most of you don't believe this, and it shows up in some of the most simplest ways. You know, if, if I, you know, at dinner, and you invite me over to your house, I see this, this happens all the time. And, and when I'm at dinner, uh, they, they say, well, you know, time for prayer. And, uh, you know, the host of the family say, you know, uh, Pastor Scott, you know, you know, since you're the pastor, you should, you should pray. And, and, of course, I'm always honored, by the way. I'm always honored um, to pray. And, um, and, and, and I do. And, uh, but sometimes I feel like, you know, you can pray too. You know, just my prayers and your prayers we're on the same level. We're on the same level. We, we should see ourselves as priests. You've got the same access to the throne room of God. And that's why it's important for all of us to understand that every person in here, if you're a follower of Christ, you should see yourself, you should be identifying yourself as a minister of the Most High, a priest of the Most High God. You're not just a regular person. You're a spiritual representative. You're an ambassador. You have more power to influence life than you can ever imagine. Your only influence isn't a single vote every few years. You have access to the same power of God that raised Christ from the dead every single day. What are you? Well, if you're a follower of Christ, you're an ambassador, not elected by people. 
You're chosen by God. You're not just a regular person. What are you? You're a priest of the most high God. You're a spiritual influencer. You're called. You're chosen. You're a holy nation. Third thing I hope you recognize is this. As an ambassador of Christ, you never represent yourself. You always represent Christ. This is so important. You never represent yourself. You always represent God. Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 12, he said, live such good lives among the pagan. In other words, there's going to be some people that are going to doubt Jesus. There are going to be some people that don't believe in God. But according to this, don't worry about what they believe. You just worry about how you should live. It's to live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, what's going to happen? They may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. We need to recognize that as ambassadors, people aren't just listening to what we say, but they're watching how you live. You can talk the talk. You can talk the Christian talk all day long, but the real question is, can you walk the talk? Can you walk the talk? Though they may disagree with what you believe and what we believe, when you live with integrity, when our actions match our beliefs, suddenly they may look on and say, wow, that person is really generous. Wow, that person is very kind. That person is really loving. Though they may want to criticize, they're transformed when they see that we actually live truth in a way that transforms lives. Live such good lives among those doubters that though they may hate you, and everything you stand for. But they may see your good deeds and glorify God in heaven. And what you need to recognize is that that means you. You, every single one of us. A lot of times people will say, well, God, you know, we're praying for you. We pray for you all the time because we know that you're held to a higher standard. You know, and all the pressure that's going on in ministry and we've got a higher standard. And I really appreciate that. But listen, listen, listen. If you're a follower of Christ, we're held to the same standard. You know that. Why? Because that's what I just told you in point number two that you're a priest too. We're held to the same high standard. Now, I'm held to a higher standard when I teach, for sure. But we're all held to a high standard of how we live. And you've got to recognize that. We represent Christ at work, in our homes, on social media. We represent Christ in, uh, in our public life and in our private life. We're held to a higher standard in every area of our lives. And the Bible teaches that the world will know that we are disciples of Jesus by how we love one another. They're not, not going to know that we're disciples of Christ by how we vote. 
They will know that we are disciples of Christ by how we love one another. And we can speak truth, and we can speak truth in love. We absolutely can. But we represent, every time we speak, we should represent Christ in the way we live. Have conversation. Have good conversation. Have debate. But remember to represent him in everything that we say and everything that we do. This is so, so important. You're an ambassador of Christ. You represent God, not just on Sunday when you come to church, but every single day was sent from heaven to make a difference. To make a difference. Now I'm going to land the plane here. I'm going to land it. This is Scott. I get this all the time in the last few weeks, in the last month. This is Scott, are you freaked out? Are you worried about what's happening? Are you upset? Things are bad. You know, Scott, things are crazy. Now, what if, what if this one gets elected? Or, or what if this person gets elected? What are we going to do? Scott, it's all getting bad. It's getting worse. Scott, are you worried? Are you worried? And let me tell you this. No matter who is elected into office, no matter who, on the other side of the election, guess what? God is still in charge. He'll still be in charge. Don't forget this. Long before any of us were born, God was in charge. And long past 2020, God will still be in charge. Am I worried? No. I'm not worried. I mean, I like it. I mean, I like what happens. But I'm not worried. And so what's got the world getting darker? And if so-and-so gets elected, the world's going to get even more darker. And I got a prophecy for you. Ready? I'm going to prophesy. No matter who gets elected, the world's going to get darker anyway. What happens, though, when the world gets darker? The light shines brighter. I'm not worried. No. Because God is doing charge. Are we going to be involved? Absolutely. Are we to be informed? You should. Should you vote? Absolutely you should vote. But if you're a follower of Jesus, we are united by the name that's above all names the name that's above every nation. We are united. And I'll tell you right now, yes, I am a patriotic, flag-waving, American-loving person. And, and I am excited about the country we live in. I love our country. But I worship a different king. My loyalty is to more than just the country. My loyalty is to the one who gave his life for me. Yes, I will defend the freedom to speak because that's important to me. But more than just defending the freedom to speak, we're here to help people find freedom in Christ. And that's the greatest thing we can do because he who the Son set free is free indeed. That's our mission. As ambassadors of Christ, we are chosen by God we're a royal priesthood. And we have influence for good. I pray that we live it out to the best of our potential to represent Christ in everything we say and everything we do.
Our Father, we thank you for your word. During this time, during this season in our country, so many, so much tension going on and so much conflict. My God, I pray that we will lead the way as ambassadors of Christ. That we will stand up for truth, but we will stand up for truth and love. God, I pray that we will live out our calling. You call us to be a royal priest, a priesthood. We have direct access. We have power to make a difference in this world, every one of us. Not just every four years in the, in the, at the polls, but every single day we can make a difference. God, I pray that we will do that. We will represent you. God, I pray that we don't get nervous and scared worried what happens happens but I do know this no matter what happens you're still in charge we trust you we pray for peace that only you can give even in troubled dark times of our of our lives we thank you for your word we thank you to what we're called to do in Jesus name Amen